I'm Summer Falgiano, and you're tuned in to Badasses in Tech. This week, we're joined by Viv Ford, VP of Operations and Tech Badass. She's here to tell us what it's really like growing a startup and the importance of team accountability. I'm also aware that it's quite a busy uh, time for you these days. You just celebrated a birthday. What else is going on? I did. I just celebrated a birthday on tax day. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I'm moving uh, in two weeks. My company is relocating to San Diego. Um, and so we're in the process of figuring all of that out, relocating 12 employees and getting up and moving an entire company. Yeah, and what? so what company do you work at? So I work at Comma.ai, uh, and we do aftermarket self-driving car kits, um, which is a fancy way of saying self-driving cars. Um, and we, 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 look, we think of ourselves as the Android of self-driving cars. So we have an open source self-driving agent, and we sell the hardware that runs that, um, runs that software to give you an assisted driving experience. Very cool. Very cool. And as the VP of operations, I'm assuming this move you're talking about is a lot of your responsibility. Yes, it's uh, <laughs> almost entirely my responsibility. Um, everyone kind of is their own, has their own um, project at Comma, and there's not many, there's not much overlap, which is good. It means that you can really just work on your own and, and get stuff done, but it means that the move is, yeah, primarily operations. Very cool. And what else would you say is uh, a big part of what you do? Um, so I, I, we're a very technical team and I'm the only non-technical person. Okay. So basically every operational thing that's non-technical. So, um, recruiting, HR operations, uh, a bit of legal, a bit of accounting, um, a lot of the things that you outsource or, you know, work right. with other people with. Okay. So what would you say is the benefit of not outsourcing those types of, well, so you know, when I say like accounting, we have accountants right. and, and there we're outsourcing. Um, I think the benefit of having one person in charge of those things, and this is kind of the, the mindset at Comma, is just um, like own your shit. Am I allowed to say yeah. shit? Yeah. <laughs> own your shit, which is just, um, you know, if you are in charge of all of this, you are going to make sure it gets done and you don't need to work with five other people to right. make sure that the moving truck will actually be there on you know, this day instead of another day. If it's all in your brain and where you can keep track of it, um, if it gets messed up, there's a clear person that messed it up. Okay. You know, which yeah. is both alarming and also helpful. Right. It instills accountability, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Huh. So it sounds like you're doing a lot. Yes. And <laughs> what would you say got you to be doing this role? I know you have a background in communications, so tell us a little yeah. bit more about that. So I, I wrote my thesis on Google Glass back in college, and that sent me out to San Francisco for a weekend for um, just kind of a conference. And then I decided to come out to San Francisco, and I got a gig in communications for originally a three-month internship, turned into a full-time, um, and moved into this place called the Crypto Castle, where we find ourselves. And um, it's basically a house with a bunch of people who do cryptocurrency startups or companies or whatever um, and a lot of a lot of techie people um, and the guy who started my company mm -hmm. moved into the basement and he started hacking away at this car about a month after I moved into the house okay. and so I saw the company really be built from the ground up which was very very cool and uh, about a you know eight months after decided that I wanted to 
switched from communications to operations, I had had really no operations experience. Right. Um, but, you know, with any job, you just kind of learn on the go. And right. Make it work. Practice makes perfect experience. <laughs> Maybe not perfect, but it makes better than <laughs> bad, so that's okay. Well, and that's interesting. I feel like I just recently started a new job, and there are areas of it where I'm not entirely um, an expert in. Yeah. And uh, to your point, you can't really let those fears or, or those personal insecurities get in the way of breaking into a completely new job or, um, you know, managing things that might, you may have never even thought that you could do. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's, yeah. that's really good. Okay. So then, uh, what else is going on at, at, uh, the crypto castle? How is it? You said that you guys lived and, and worked together. Yeah. So the, the crypto castle has seen a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I, I lived and worked at the Crypto Castle for only about three months, and then okay. we moved away from here, and we found a place in San Francisco, another home, you know, got to keep the, the house mindset, um, where you can do your laundry, which is a very important perk. Wait, that's, that is actually it's a really cool very, perk. <laughs> very, helpful. I just did laundry today. Um, and, yeah, living and working at the Crypto Castle was a lot to handle. Um, this, house, this house is really uniquely set up where um, you have everyone wants to be in the common space because the common space is the most beautiful space and there's so few houses where people voluntarily leave their rooms to hang mm -hmm. out upstairs with everyone else which means that at any given moment you are never alone and you are constantly surrounded by people who are doing very interesting things mm -hmm. um and it forces you kind of outside of your own life and into this this world of the crypto castle and it can be very overwhelming when you live and work in the same space so it was a good relief when we left um but I continue to live here to still have that experience. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like moving away with Kama is one thing and then moving away from the Crypto Castle is also an entirely new thing. I've been here for almost four years, wow. which people have heart attacks when they hear that, and they should. Um, it's a long time to be in a house like this, but. Well, so what would you say, uh, what would you say out of all of the, the changes that are, that are going on, how are you kind of keeping yourself from not like losing your mind? <laughs> and, uh, thank you for assuming I'm not losing my mind. Um, I meditate, right? That's good. Who, who doesn't try to do that every once in a while? Um, I think it really just comes down to, especially in this last month, where I'm just so aware of all of the immense stress that is about to hit, right? So it's like, you know, do I start packing now? I'm moving in three weeks. Do right. I start selling stuff now? Do I start throwing away stuff now? And the answer to all of that is like, yeah, you start. But you also realize that there will be a chunk of a week where all you think about is moving mm -hmm. in all aspects of your life. And um, also it's kind of one of those things where you get, you're, you're focused when time is, you know, yep. ticking down and then yeah. you're really ready to start, start grinding away. Yeah. So, I don't think it's hit me quite yet, but yeah. checking in like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will. I will <laughs> certainly do that. Cool. Well, and then um, I also know you do a little bit. We were talking about this earlier, and I'm going to get it confused. You do a little improv, improv comedy. Nice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes improv, sometimes stand up. Yeah on the side, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's been good. And it's a skill that I would assume also translates into like working with teams and maybe managing 
totally. operations. Totally. There's actually a lot of improv for like corporate events, which I find really interesting, and I'd huh. love to see my team do. But I really don't think they'd be down. Um, but it's it's all the same, right? It's uh, like taking a minute, thinking about the situation, and then just like acting fast and like hmm. acting how you can. Um, and there's there was a moment. There's always a moment in improv when you're so stressed because you're overthinking the situation. You're yeah. overthinking the scene, and you're like, wait, if I do this, are people gonna laugh? If I go in this way, are people even gonna get it? And it's just, it, it's a reminder that you just have to do, and you kind of have to do, not necessarily the first thing that comes to mind, but like you have to start somewhere. And yeah. I think that's always such a hard thing, um, you know, with operations and in general, where you're like, I don't know where to start. I have so much. Mm -hmm. And kind of the same thing with packing. I don't know where to start. <laughs> I have so much. But, you know, you just, you have to just start somewhere, and, you know, then you'll, you'll get, you'll, you know, at least you'll be moving. Yeah. That's really good. That's actually really good advice. Yeah. Everyone needs a little, a little push. A little push. Yeah. So, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've been given? The best piece of advice. Um, I think. I don't think this was meant to be advice, but I took this. <laughs> I took it as advice, and I had really, I had really screwed up. And uh, I was talking with my boss, and he basically was explaining to me like, this was three months into my work at Calm, and he was like, look, when you mess up, that's my fault at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Like, it's my fault for trusting that you could do this, for believing that, like, I was going to give you this problem and this project. And it put things into such perspective. Because instead of thinking, you all of a sudden thought like the company. You all of a sudden thought, okay, who am I going to assign this and hope that they can do it? And if they can't do it, it falls back mm -hmm. on me. And I need to make sure that I know what that means if it falls back on me. And so instead of like outsourcing your stress and your problems, it's just like managing who, you know, in your mind can handle it. Mm -hmm. And when they can't or if they can't, how you're now at fault and how you can hmm. fix that. And so, you know, and, and it is like an intense way to think, but I think it's also a very practical way to think. Yeah. Um, because it takes away, it takes away kind of the emotion of it all and it just yeah. like puts more into perspective what you're going to do to, you know, fix this problem or right. ensure that there won't be one. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're at the, at the end of the day, you're working for a company. Yeah. So you, exactly. have, to you have to think like the company. Think like the company. Yeah. Don't take things too personally. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, all, all good things when, you know, starting a new chapter, starting a new job, starting a, a new career path, things like that. So yeah. very, very insightful conversation, oh, Vivian. You. Very much, Summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. It's been a lot of fun. I, I really have enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, and thank you so much. Uh, one other question, I guess. So you are cl closing a, a pretty big chapter now that we are talking about it. So what is your, what would you say is gonna be like the one memory or the one moment of San Francisco that you're gonna just always love and remember and cherish? Anything about it, because it is a really great. It. It's a fantastic it's a great, city. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic city and I think the moment that I will cherish, well, there's a swing on the top of Bernal Hill. Okay. And it's a fantastic swing because you get the view of the city. When you take a, you know, when you get on it <laughs> and you turn to the left, you have the Golden Gate Bridge and you have the entire city. Or you look straight ahead and there's this like fantastically weird mural, you know, and then you mm -hmm. see Oakland across the bay. Mm. And that hill and that swing, I will miss so tremendously much. I love much. that. So I would, yeah. I'll have to go check that you out. You really have to check it All out. Right. Yeah. I'll send you pictures. Yeah, thank you. I'd be really sad <laughs> to receive them. <laughs>
so cool. You mentioned earlier that you were doing your thesis on Google Glass. So you've clearly always been interested in tech. How, when did you think that started? Um, well, so I, I studied at Vassar and they had this multidisciplinary major called Science, Technology and Society, which was a really cool major because you could take a whole variety of classes um, that had a little bit of tech, a little bit of science, mm -hmm. and then some society. And we had to write a thesis. And I think I just, I think I've always been interested in technology. Um, and I wrote about the fact that Google Glass absolutely sucked and oh. that it was <laughs> an absolute failure. Sorry, Google. Um, but that it was really interesting because you have this massive powerhouse of a company, Google, that uh, fails at a lot of hardware attempts. Mm -hmm. um, and so I took the, yeah, took those lens from my thesis and kind of just dove into that. Um, and then, you know, that I think inevitably led me to San Francisco um, mm -hmm. with, you know, the job offer and everything. Um, so I think it just kind of naturally all started, you mm -hmm. know, in college. And, and beyond. And beyond. Yeah. yeah. How would you say in the time that you've been here, how have you, have you personally seen tech evolve or, or even maybe San Francisco itself? Yeah, it's, I think it's super interesting. When I was working at Eastwick, I had no concept of the VC culture. Mm -hmm. And I had no concept of investment in, you know, random startups. Obviously, everyone's heard the Facebook story, everyone's heard this stuff. But if you haven't actually worked in it, it's a very different culture than you think it is. Um, and then working for Comma and just better understanding all of this, um, I think you... I think you get a little disheartened with it all um, and you everyone tends to live in this world where they have big hopes and dreams for the future which is mm -hmm. very important and people should have big hopes and dreams um, but like go anywhere else and no one is on that page mm -hmm. and people have startups in many other places in the world and people are doing things with tech but there's this feeling in San Francisco of just like technology will save us all and technology will be the cure for everything mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was a really unique perspective to see especially starting to work for a startup uh, that was VC backed and seeing you know kind of like interacting a little bit with the VC, seeing the other companies they invested in, mm -hmm. um, and just like this, you know, utopia of technology for people. Yeah. Um, that I think a lot of people experience in San Francisco. Um, and it's part of the reason why it's kind of sent us to San Diego for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, where, you know, you have a culture of just like, kind of where creation or like, realist creation is lost mm -hmm. um, and where it's just like you know Facebook's motto I think is still build fast and break things or whatever right. break quickly whatever but this idea of just like make it and you know go and keep going and don't stop and it's gonna break but keep going and then do right. this you're like oh my lord is that fast like hold on you know yeah. what are you building and what are you doing with all this and then especially interesting in this you know this year when you have all of these companies that are IPOing and mm -hmm. you have like hold on, the world is going to see what you're doing and we'll see what they actually want to do with it, you know? And it's like, it's a weird feeling where you're just like, what what is this world that we've created here? And obviously, you know, the companies that have, that are, you know, IPOing and everything right. have created immense value, but what is it actually? And are we about to see that or not? Yeah. That was long and winded. No, but. I feel like you just dropped a ball of knowledge. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. To hear more, check out our website, badassesintech.com, and join our community. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So follow us and tune in next week. That about sums it up. I'm Summer Falgiano, and this is Badasses in Tech.